welcome to Girls That Invest. Today's Monday, which means we're bringing you Money Confessions, a weekly series where you tell us your deepest, darkest money secrets or hot takes, and we give you our unsolicited, sometimes unhinged advice. You're joined today by Sim, and I am so excited. I have a lot to say. I am just recording this in my bed today. I'm a little bit comfy. I'm a little bit cozy. The weather has not been great in this side of the world, but does that really matter? I need to tell you guys a secret though. I am going to Antarctica tonight and that sounds insane because it is 1.27 p.m. My flight is at 7.30 p.m. So in six hours, I'm going to be on a plane. Have I packed? No, I have semi-packed. I still have a few things to go. I started packing this morning. It's not been great, but I'm going to work on getting better at being a packer and an organizer because I am not either of those things. But anyway, that's enough about me. Let's get into today's show. Now, before we get into the episode, we want to thank our season sponsor, RentApp. Paying rent is a hassle, but what if we told you there's an easier and more straightforward way? Meet RentApp, your ultimate rent paying sidekick. No more ATM trips, no more checks, and no more app juggling. RentApp deposits your rent directly into your landlord's account hassle-free. Plus, it's free to you and your landlord doesn't need an account either. But here's the kick. RentApp doesn't just stop at rent. They're all about helping you build a brighter financial future. There's even an option to report rent payments to boost your credit score, making homeownership more achievable. For our GTI listeners, we've got an exclusive deal. Use our referral link rent.app slash GTI for $50 cash back on your first rent payment. Ready to simplify? Check out the referral link in the description or head over to rent.app slash GTI and make rent a breeze. This week we have a very interesting dilemma, quite a strong one, so let's just get straight to it. Dear Sim, my partner and I have been living together for over two years and have really made it a focus to be smart with our finances. We both come from humble beginnings and work really hard on the hopes of being able to retire early and live comfortable lives along the way. For two years we have lived away from our families in various cities for work reasons. We're in our early 30s. I'm a medical professional. I have almost $250,000 USD in student loans. And my partner works for a mid-sized company. We make a great living. He has no debt, but he has a very financially needy mother. Together, we make about 330k annually. With my South Asian background, I completely understand the obligations of taking care of your family. And look, I'm always supportive of it. His mother has had a hard life with a history of substance abuse and his parents divorced in his adulthood about four years ago. His dad is an amazing man, but needed to cut ties for his own sanity. And since the divorce, my partner seems to take in on his mother's burden. My partner's mother, who I don't know very well, appears to be very put together. I would have never have guessed that she was such a disaster if I didn't know. We've recently moved to my parents' home city with us being closer. He's uncovered more details about just how financially unstable his mother is. So far this year, my partner has already given her about twenty to $30,000 for miscellaneous expenses. 
With these recent developments, it seems like his mum is in extreme credit card debt, has taken out several high-interest personal loans, and has lapsed on several mortgage payments. With us being young, neither one of us know how to handle this, but I know he feels responsible for taking care of it all. I should mention that while my partner makes a great living, he endures a tremendous amount of stress in his position and works nearly 70 hours per week with little to no time for himself, even once his project ends because we relocate during these times for his next project. I feel conflicted. Not being a family member and judging the situation, I can't help but think, well, you know, is he being taken advantage of or is he not handling the situation in the best way due to lack of experience? I don't think bailing her out is constructive because she seems like someone who will always be in these sort of situations, be a repeat offender. I also can't help but feel unnerved that my partner and I pinch pennies and often deprive ourselves to save for our future, but he hands out large sums of money towards his mother's recklessness. I often feel guilty for having these thoughts and dismissing them because I try to reason that, you know, I have my student loan payments and he has his mum's issues, which, you know, maybe evens the scales. This rationale just doesn't sit right with me because I feel like she would be an issue far beyond my student loan repayment period. Not to mention, going tit or tat isn't healthy logic either, lol. Any advice at all would be much appreciated. Love your show. Okay, oh my goodness. Let's just get straight into unpacking some of the themes here. First of all, we see this idea of family obligation and financial responsibility. You've mentioned that you're South Asian and you've mentioned that you understand that, hey, look, you know, in your culture, I'm South Asian too. So I can say in our culture, we take care of our elders because they take care of us. And, you know, it's almost this kind of beautiful cycle where in the first 25 years, your parents take care of you. And then in the last 25 years, you kind of take care of your parents. And, Oftentimes the argument can be made, well, you know, like how much did your parents spend on you for those 25 years for schooling and the wedding and education? And can we justify doing the same back for our parents? But financial responsibility and financial obligations are really interesting because you'll find that some people feel so strongly and they're like, no, I have to take care of my parents. Like no matter what, I'm going to be the guy or the girl that sits down with my parents and says, mom and dad, do not stress about any dollar going forward. I will take care of you. If you have credit card debt, I will bail you out. That is just the role that I play as a son or daughter. And on the other end of the spectrum, you have people that go, look, my financial responsibilities include myself, maybe my partner, maybe my children, but not my dependents that are older than me. And it is such a spectrum that, you know, the primary theme about this financial responsibility is that you and your partner, you're both committed to managing your finances wisely. It seems like you both are really interested. You have the same goals. You both want to save for retirement. You both are, like you said, happy to penny pinch. And so that is a central focus that makes me really excited for you because it sounds like you are both on the same page with financial responsibility. Then when it comes to family obligations, clearly your partner feels a strong sense of responsibility to his mother. There is perhaps more guilt involved in his decision-making. He saw his mum go through a divorce. Maybe there's parts of it that he hasn't opened up about, but maybe he feels like, you know, that since his 
father has left, he is now the man of the house and that family unit. And he has to be the one that, you know, for cultural reasons, takes care of his mum. You can't say that that is right or wrong. Like, I don't think I want to sit here and say he shouldn't do that or he should do that. Because at the end of the day, that's where his values lie. That's what he feels comfortable with. But I can see where you're coming from because, you know, now you've got this interpersonal relationship issue where you start to wonder, like, how are these financial decisions for us going to be made going forward? You both make a decent amount of money over $330,000 annually USD. So I know that you have, you know, the financial capabilities, but of course you have huge student loan debt. Your partner, I'm sure, has other things, even though he doesn't have debt, he has these obligations. For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it. From local pop-ups to global retailers, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. And so what's really important and what's quite hard is understanding how you can get to a place where you're allowed to express your concerns Because I don't think what I'm seeing is you saying, I am really worried that if he continues to support his mum, we will not reach our financial goals. I think you're quite lucky and you've obviously worked very hard and you're both very intelligent to get to a place where you'll be able to reach your financial goals, whether it's buying a home together or traveling, paying off your debt, paying off anything else that is really important, getting rid of any credit card loans that you might accidentally fall into, that seems like you're going to be able to achieve that. And the long-term planning is there. But now you've got this conflict and it's really important. Like I cannot stress it enough. I know that Sonia and I used to say this all the time, but communication is so key here and it is so important to address the financial support your partner is providing his mum. It is important to tell him how it makes you feel and I say that in a way that just makes me laugh like, hey honey, I'm giving someone, my mother, $30,000. How does that make you feel? Like that, I get how it's coming across. I get how it's sounding, but you are allowed to have opinions and views that maybe don't align with his. You're allowed to say, hey, my value is not bailing someone out. My value is not giving someone a band-aid solution like cash for maybe a deeper problem. Or if we're going to give cash, if we're going to help, are there going to be 
strings attached to this? Are we going to say, hey, mum, like, yes, we'll continue to support you, but would love if you could join us together as a family of three, like you, your partner and his mum. Maybe we could go to like a financial, personal finance class, you know, on the weekends or on the evenings. Or maybe we just go to a lecture or we could do like a book club or a reading together where we're all improving our finances and mum maybe gets involved in that as well. I would say that it is really important to get on the same page with your partner because like you said, you don't know his mum well and sometimes when we don't know someone as well, we also don't sympathize or empathize with them as much because to us, they're just a person that, you know, is in the distance, they live somewhere else and they're taking away twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 each year. I get where you're coming from in that space, but even if she has severely high interest loans and she has lapsed on her mortgage payments, and I know that you are young and I know that he feels responsible taking this, I know that he also has a lot of stress, I think you need to sit down with him and just very lightly and tread carefully, just have an open conversation with him. Share your feelings about the financial support he's been providing. Just let him know without judgment that you know, you'd love to be a part of this conversation. You want to help too. And can we sit down together and maybe create a plan where we're saying that, look, your money is your money. What you do with it, you do. His money is his money. What he does with it, he does. But if you got married, what would that look like? Would you still continue to provide financial support to his parents? What about when your parents got older? Would you do the same to them? Do you put a cap on how much financial support you give parents? Do you say, hey, up to 10% of our income can go to a separate bank account that we use to, you know, give to our families? Or, hey, maybe rather than giving her $20,000, what if we invested that on her behalf and gave her a lump sum in two years' time? Or what if we bought, I've seen some people do it, what if we bought an investment property and let the rent go to mum as a bit of cash flow to help her with her problems and her personal concerns? Rental properties are hard sort of forced savings that you can do. That's another way to look at it. It's hard to ask someone to encourage responsibility. It's hard to say to your partner, hey, I think you should go talk to your mum about her spending habits. And I think that, you know, she needs to be aware of her consequences and she needs to seek professional help to address this. I don't think that is as easy to do. And setting boundaries is, I love boundaries. I think they're important. But at the same time, when you are South Asian or if you are of like any immigrant family descent, or even if you're from like a part of the world where it's just not common to talk about boundaries. If you go and say to your partner, hey, you should have a boundary with your mother when she asks you for money, that's not going to go down well because boundaries are weirdly almost considered like disrespect. Like me putting up a boundary, weirdly enough, for someone else seems like I'm trying to disrespect them. By saying I'm going to put up a boundary with money almost comes across like, I'm going to say, no, sort it out yourself. But at the end of the day, there's really only two things you can do. You've got to sit down with your partner and talk to them about what their plan is going forward. You've got to tell them how you feel about it. And you've got to see if maybe they feel the same way 
You've got to be on the same page. And the second thing you've got to do is protect your own future. This isn't a pooled group of money that you are giving towards his mother. This is his money that he is putting towards his mother in the same way that you have your money that you are paying off your student loan with. And while he doesn't have a student loan, you know, there's a chance he might look at your finances and go, Honey, I wish that you had a spare, you know, couple of thousand dollars that we could have used together to have gotten further, but I know that you have a loan that you need to pay off. And, and that wouldn't have been fair if he had said that, right? So it's all about finding a balance, getting on the same page, and then actually getting something done, having a conversation with him and his mother where you're talking about ways that you can get those better solid financial literacy understandings get better with money together and not do it in a way that is at all controversial and definitely you don't want to do it in a way that makes her feel stupid or makes her feel like she's being spoken down to by her own children and child's partner. It's so important to be a supportive role, to support your partner and his mum through this process. This is just a financial concern, but I can only imagine the emotional turmoil that this person is going through that she's experiencing. She's just gotten divorced. She's asking her son to get her out of, you know, last minute mortgage repayments that are defaulting. It cannot be an easy time, I remember. So it's always important to lead with love and lead with understanding and maybe even spending more time to getting to know her that can also create a little bit of empathy towards her situation. But I hope that has been helpful and let me know how it goes. Now, if you have a money confession that you want shared on the show, send us a DM or email us at hello at girlsthatinvest.com and you may just be featured in next week's show. Until next time. And as always, to finish off with the disclaimer. Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. Always do your research and please do your due diligence.